Well, here we are with another episode of Productivity to Profit. And I want to welcome my guest, Jessica Koch. She has been a national sales professional for more than 25 years. She has worked for Fortune 1000 clients like Disney and Verizon, and she is also worked with national power utilities, hospitals, government, universities, and colleges. Sounds like she's worked with everybody. <laughs> she successfully trained and managed multiple sales teams nationally who were consistently top sales producers. She speaks nationally, has been featured on many podcasts and uh, video interviews, along with running a very successful VA business. So welcome, Jessica. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Way too much information in that. The most (laughs) interesting piece of my bio still is the Italian mother of seven. Five girls and two boys. And if you don't have to be um, money conscious, productive and time management and organized to run a crew like that, then I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) You can run any team, it sounds like. (laughs) So um, so let's just start off. I, I know you have a lot of ideas. You have a lot of experience in helping small businesses and helping them be um, cost effective, right? Um, Finding prospects. So, you know, just kind of, why don't you just tell us a little bit maybe about how you got into this and then let's just kind of start sharing. Well, you know, as far as the the sales world itself, I started kind of young. I was in high school when I kind of first got my taste of uh, the sales space and then the business world. Uh, As a junior in high school, I got the opportunity to work at the front desk of a corporate retreat center that was on the water. And it had, um, they had, they held big events, they held weddings, and then again, they had big retreats for corporations and business events and functions. Um, So I got to see how that, that world uh, worked quite a bit, and it was exciting. And when I went for a for a promotion in that space once I, you know, years had gone by, actually I had traveled to Europe and went back again and I, um, I wanted to work in the sales office as a chance of something new and I got turned down and I have to tell you that was one of the best ex- things that happened to me because uh, I had uh, at the time, he was my boyfriend, so he, 22 years we're married now, we're just about to celebrate wedding anniversary, but he was my boyfriend and he said, you know what, you can do anything you want to do. Why don't you look for another sales position? It can't hurt to look and see what's out there. And I applied for a radio advertising sales position. And that is when I really got bit by the sales bug. I was in love. I got hired. I walked in there with no experience and said, I just know if you take a chance on me, I can do this. And I actually had no idea if I could do this. Make it till you make it, right? I tell you what, I put my hands on every dusty Tony Robbins cassette for motivation, every Zig Ziglar, Dale Carnegie. I read it until the pages wore out and I underlined and I listened to audio in the car while I was folding laundry. Did I mention I have seven kids? Well, I was matching <laughs> socks, the dishes. I was always, the, everyone was always, mom, mom. You had to yell at me at least six times because I had the headset on everywhere I went because I was going to learn this. And um, 
and, and, and achieve it. And when I got a contract signed, man, you would have think I was on some sort of high. I did not need drugs or alcohol. I had sales contracts coming in the door. It was exciting for me. I helped them develop the commercials. I got to be, I have a sexy radio voice. So I got to be the voiceover in some of the commercials. And so uh, it just, it was a lot, a lot of fun. And then my career just kept blooming. I got lots of different sales opportunities. I, I work with lots of different organizations. Um, but the primary one I worked for was uh, about 15 to 17 years. I can't even, I have to, I have to go back and look because I, I always feel bad. I want to get it exactly right. And I haven't done the math for the years, but I spent a lot of years growing a particular auditing firm. And we, I learned so much about cost savings, but most importantly, I got pushed way out of my comfort zone. I mean, I was a little local um, Southern Maryland girl. We had one stoplight at one point and I was getting flown to cities all over the country um, from San Francisco to Denver uh, to, to DC to, um, to speak uh, to large audiences on this whole cost saving piece for the government, for the utility companies, for power companies all over the world. I, I landed the contract for one of the largest power producers in the world. For our company. I landed as government contracts that the company had never seen before. Um, before I got there, their largest account was the plumber in the bay uh, in the, uh, they were in an industrial park. So a few bays down, there was a plumber and big car dealer on the corner and uh, right out the outskirts of Baltimore was their big customer. Uh, and within the first three months, I had landed appointments for the CEO of our company that I had worked with. Um, with the CFO and his team of both Staples headquarters and New Balance headquarters and, and Big Lots. And we had to fly out and he had to come with me because I knew just enough to be dangerous <laughs> to get the appointment and nothing else. And he looked at me and said, how did you manage to get this appointment? I said, well, I figure I'm really good at research and I figured out how to ask because I had read everything on how to ask for an appointment. I figured that was step one. I needed to get that really right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I ended up here. Um, just only owning my own company now for about three, three years. I think we're three-ish years old and, um, and growing, but done a lot of sales consulting and LinkedIn and social media training globally of clients in six countries. And we just last fall... Uh, launched our baby new division of the virtual assistant program and still getting it right there, but um, really love the dedication of my team and, and all of us trying to uh, make sure we put our best foot forward. Uh, awesome. Well, I just want to tell you, so we have something else in common and I, you know, I haven't thought about this for years, but I work for a radio show too. Yay! <laughs> and they had me do a voiceover for a couple, um, you know, a couple commercials. It was the scariest thing. <laughs> I fumbled over my words. It was the scariest thing ever, but I totally forgot about that. So uh, thanks for the memory. <laughs> it's fun because I could be, I was in this little black room and no one could see me. And I was, I could just be this alter ego, alter personality. I wasn't scared at all. I was like, hello, you really want to get your furniture from Furniture Plus on the corner of, <laughs> you don't want to miss the sale. Your wife will thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just had so much fun with it that, uh, 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so let's get into the t- cost savings. So, you know, where, where do, as a small business owner, you know, where do we start? What do we do? Well, I think it is, and I am in the midst of doing this myself and I've taught others to do it. And I am, um, I'm a big believer in, and I'm learning how to understand all the lines of money that come in and go out of your business. So every, to begin with, every single thing we purchased just about, there's an opportunity in so many of those cases of tools and software and things that we have to buy to be an affiliate. So an affiliate in the old school world was, um, really someone who just referred you some business and you shared a little money with it. So it can be a referral fee. There's actual joint venture partners. There's actual affiliate programs. There's even what's called white labeling where you um, pull it in as a part of your company's own service and product, but really the execution is being done by, um, by a partner, right? That's white labeled under you. And I'm serving your customers as if they are in your corporation. So there's lots of different kinds of partnerships and affiliate is really born out of what has happened in the world of the world wide web right. So everything can be tracked through social media links and custom links and all of the cookies of the world you know so don't expect me to explain all of that to you but I will tell you that most places. for example, where do you have your website? Do you have it with Wix? Do you have it with WordPress? Do you have it with- It's WordPress. Where, wherever you have your word, your website, uh, in most cases, and WordPress is not uh, the exception, there is what's called an affiliate program. And you can register as an affiliate and make these different things that you're using as tools for your company, part of your social media content plan. So think about this, as you're building out your plan and the outline for the year, think about sprinkling in the different tools you use. Just make a simplistic pose to say, hey, this is where I I host my website. Where do you host yours? I know that if you choose to use this one, and here's what I like about it, um, as an affiliate, I do receive uh, some small, um, you can say kudos or bonus or a little bit of love from WordPress. You do want to be transparent, reveal that, but just imagine if you have enough affiliates for one or two of these different line items, not only can you make whatever you would pay monthly or um, for some of these sites, you could actually turn it into an income stream, a small one. I'm not saying drop what you do for a living and start promoting all these other people and that's your business. Now I'm saying sprinkle it into your strategy, into your newsletter, into explaining Um, to people why you've made this choice and that if they choose to use it too or find that the tool is useful or the software is helpful then you can get rid of this expense and um, that can be pretty wonderful because some of these softwares um, no offense out there but some of the kajabis and click funnels and thinkifics and infusion softs and all of these products um, as ever valuable and wonderful and easy they make our lives can be can be very costly and this is a cost that if you if you put a little thought and creativity into it you could make vanish and disappear so I think that's a good thing 
Oh, I think that's an awesome, you know, and I think it's just a reminder that, you know, all those little, you know, subscriptions that we, you know, and then the softwares that we do need to, to run our business are very, you know, that adds up, you know, and if you can put a dent in that or wipe that expense out, which I don't call them expenses, I call them investments in our company, um, you know, that is a great way and you're just kind of, you um, just letting people what know what you like and what you use and why you use it. It's not like you're selling it no. for somebody else. You're just relaying what you like and why you use something. So I think that's a great idea. And it's more things than you think. So think about where you host your site, where where your um, where do you have your domain name, where you have. I mean, all of these things. Every single one of them has an affiliate program. I mean nine times out of 10, where you're running your merchant services. PayPal is the only one I can find that does not have it. Square has one. Um, uh, it, the list just goes on and on. I know that uh, Square has a, a, a affiliate program and, and, a, and then there's another credit card processing company that I've actually interviewed the CEO of and they're called Merchant Cashback and they have a rebate and a referral program. So if we can reduce some of the expenses on processing our credit cards, um, especially as uh, depending on how large of the expense that is, that can make a big, big difference. Yeah, yeah. So um, other than affiliates, what other things can we do as small business owners? Well, the company that I work for and some of the knowledge that I have is, so my tagline is grow your profits from seed to orchard, sell more, spend less, right? Um, and you can't grow an orchard with your own two hands. So outsourcing some things appropriately, whether that's with an independent contractor on, on site in your office, whether it's with um, knowledgeable but inexpensive interns, whether it's with teams from other countries or virtual assistants within this company, a country, but not full-time employees, that can save you a lot of money um, in some solutions. And then, uh, having your invoices reviewed. So everything that you pay from your phone to your security system, to your power, to everything, having that reviewed at least once a year um, uh, is really, really important because there are cost savings and billing errors and incorrect tariffs and contract compliance of what you should be paying versus what you are paying. There are often, um, auditing firms can often see things once given permission to view your invoice that don't even show up on the invoice. So even if you say, well, I've looked at that and I've called them. Well, are you working with every department from Verizon all across the country? Because they are giving deals in Washington state that they aren't giving in Washington DC. So you need to know and be versed on every single deal and opportunity and program they have available. If you have time for that, great. If not, there are all these great services and I'm involved in one. Um, I have a relationship with the CEO out of Connecticut that does this for both homes and families, which didn't used to be available, as well as for small business and uh, even large businesses. Um, and you're able, it's a no result, no fee, which is the Robinhood program. It means if you save money, then you share it after you saved it. Or if you receive a refund, then you share it after you've received it. And if you don't, you don't pay. So I feel like that's just such a beautiful opportunity that is being so, so missed. And with that same breath, make sure 
that even if you love, went to college with, went to high school with, best friends with ever, the CPA who's been doing your taxes for the last 15 years, find a CPA, uh, a, a new set of eyes to take a look at a year or two's taxes just to see if there is something that might have been missed. It's not because the person who's doing them now is bad. It's not to say you want to damage that relationship, but it's a fresh set of eyes and a new way. Sometimes everybody has a new way of looking at things. And let's face it, can't get any more complicated than taxes. And the laws are changing literally as we breathe and by the second and by the state. So you know, having that extra check, and if it's really close to being within correct, and there's not a huge difference, then don't stir up dust and, and, and cause trouble. But if it's a huge difference, then you can either, you, know, you thank them for the person who's done the review and make sure you've, whatever the compensation is done there. And then you can at least have a conversation with your current CPA. You could still keep them, but you don't want that kind of money left on the table. I don't like to pay the government any more than I need to. I like to be a responsible citizen. I like to pay my taxes, I like to do things correctly, but I don't have a need to pay more than that. Um, and I don't know if you do either. So another <laughs> is to look for money under the couch cushions, if you would. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, that's an awesome, you know, thing, a good reminder, you know, that, you know, your insurance, your, you know, all of those things you do need to just make, it keeps people, it, number one, it keeps people honest, yeah. right? We get, we get really laxed and okay, I don't want to go through that work sometimes or that, you know, we're just comfortable with, you know, whatever. I mean, if they're giving you great service and things like that, I mean, that rises above a lot of times cost, but sometimes we just don't even think about it until, um, you know, just recently I cut the cable bill and, you know, went to streaming. I mean, I'm saving $150 a month just by doing that. And you know, I put it off and I put it off and I put it off and I didn't do it. But um, it is so important that we really, you know, and I, I said, I have everybody look uh, on their PL quarterly, you know, start looking at those line items. And it's not always the big things. Mm -hmm. It's those, you know, when you're talking about those subscriptions and those things, but, you know, are you really using it? Because when that's hitting your on a monthly basis, that all adds up. You know, I really want to jump backwards a little bit because you you uh, mentioned subcontracting or, you know, finding, you know, virtual assistants or those that I think that is one of the biggest things that, you know, when I start helping somebody and I start working with them as, you know, as their um, productivity or profit coach and start looking at what they're doing and what they're where they're putting their time and all their efforts. And a lot of times they're wasting a lot of time and money doing things they shouldn't be doing, mm -hmm. you know, that, um, you know, no, you know, bookkeeping or a website or, you know, the, the social media. There are so many things that we as small business owners, we have our gifts and we have our strengths and that's where we need to be putting them and not trying to do something that's out of our norm. You know, yes, we can do it. It's not that we can't, right? But should that be your, is that where your time should go? And even though, you know, I'll say, I'll hear people say, well, I, you know, I'm just, just starting out or I can't afford to hire that. But really a lot of times we can't afford not to. So we try to do it ourselves. Then we mess it up. 
because we really don't know what we're doing or we're not putting really the detail or the time into it. And then you have to hire somebody to clean it up, right? You know, or, you know, website, you know, there's just so many different areas. So, um, you know, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that around that, but I just think that's one of the biggest missing pieces and that small business owners are fearful. They don't feel like they can afford to um, get that help. And especially when we don't have staff, right? I mean, we're wearing all the hats, we're doing all the things, but we do need help because your time is so valuable. So don't think of just um, the hiring piece, because even if you're not a, at a point where you can, uh, I mean, there are free interns, but I always like it when you can pay them a little something just because that's, uh, I feel like that's more motivational for them to learn, right? And to make an effort, even if it's a, a trickle of a money for the hourly and some sort of bonus if they achieve X, Y, Z, do something to motivate them. Um, and interns are a great idea. So call your local community college, think about the tasks you have. One of the things that I'm kicking myself too, that I've waited too long to do like you and your cable bill is um, take Kathy's assessment and really pay attention to what I do through the day. I do ask myself often, is this some, whatever I'm doing at this moment, I ask myself this like a million times a day, can someone else do this for me? Or not just can, how can someone else do this for me? Because the truth of the matter is there's not a single thing you do in your job that um, will always and forever have to be you. Uh, and and that I know you, you probably think, no, uh, I, I, I'm for me, I mean, I teach the social media. Could someone else do those trainings? Well, yeah, I could teach someone else to do them the way I do them. There's a formula and a thought process that I have. So there truly is just about everything that doesn't need you. Um, but it's the how complicated it is and where do I have to be in the business and what resources do I need to have to get that thing off my tape plate? So you want to pick those low, small, easy tasks first and then move up to. I've already, so in onboarding a new client, it's a big project and it really... I feel like takes my genius and my brain and I have to get over myself to say the genius in my brain is because I ask certain questions. I have a formula for how I want things to go and I can train a high level other professional at a certain hourly rate that is much higher than I would ever have for my person who's cleaning through my email or making my social media posts, but still um, valuable for me to have that extra person because I can only onboard so many people in a week. And if we get to a point where we're bringing on so many people, what's the solution for that? Is it to stop taking on new customers or is it to truly learn how to replace ourselves? Um, I think the other thing to think about is there's also trade and barter and uh, collaboration and joint collaboration of success. So for example, I own some softwares and I recently met someone and I, I haven't put this in stone and I'm not gonna say who because one of my thoughts is, huh, they're, if they're willing to build and fill and help me do some of what I'm achieving, then maybe it's time for a really hard and true joint venture contract to say that they'll get a lifetime percentage of that success for that division and that project so that I can hand it off to someone, let them manage it and build it the way I imagine and get myself out of my own way. 
And if they're willing to do that because they're starting out and they're excited and they know that they easily learn in their technology and they love that, why would I um, limit myself to wait till I could learn it, till I could do it, till I could do everything versus share a little? So uh, the other thing that I've done in trade is, and this was approached to me, and I didn't even think it was, it wasn't an idea I I can't take credit with thought was possible, but I've been approached by executive directors of chambers of commerce and said, we've never had an online educational portal. Will you help us build it? Can, will you do some trainings for us? And we'll give you a chamber membership um, for this amount of time period and do some training so we can have some training up on our members benefit training portal. And, and then we can understand and learn how to do that with other of our members who have valuable things to train the other members. And so I've guided that process for national associations, for huge organizations. I'm doing it now with another very large um, women's uh, national organization where they've never had a training portal. And I've done lots of recorded trainings for them. So I'm teaching them how to add that to their website. And in return, I'm receiving um, access and some extra perks that I don't have to pay for and some, you know, some promotion and some other things. So think differently, um, uh, make an offer. I mean, what can happen? They're going to say, no, you don't have it now anyway. So, right. And for something that comes easy to you, mm -hmm. you know, we use our talents that comes easy. Okay. That's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, but it would cost them and they don't know how to do it. It's a win-win for both people. It is. And not just for the both organizations for myself and the lead organization, but for all their members to come. Right. And yeah. so how great to be, have the opportunity to make that kind of impact um, on people that I'll never meet because of the power of video and recording and longevity that comes with that kind of training. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of, and that's exciting project I am starting as I have, I own the commercial license and resellability of a very high level academy software because to be quite honest i am tired of the unethical shameful horrid can you tell how i feel about this topic <laughs> platforms that are robbing the brand new course developer you know and i am building together three package options that are fair reasonable and collaborative and not going to harm a person as they're just trying to launch their first course, including having a package available that we will do the uploading of the pieces and guide them through what they need so that we can get it all the technology done piece done for them, a space for the, their course to live and a way to market it without it having to cost them a lot of stress or a lot of money. I want people's knowledge to be able to get out there in a way that is wonderful for them and for the people who need to receive the information and not have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month or get a fraction or a sliver of the dollars of their course. Um, when you break down the terms and conditions of some of these sites that will go unnamed at the moment because I don't wanna get in trouble, but I am just, I've had it to hear. So I did a lot of research and found something wonderful and I'm going to build that um, because I was just so appalled by the prices um, and the unfairness of what's out there right now in that market, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I just think there's so many different <laughs> ways that if we just take the time to look and um, and then share that knowledge like you're doing right now, share that knowledge with your other, um, you know, small business owners and your friends, you know, it can be a, go a long way to build um, 
just uh, you know, a, a, what am I, what am I thinking, Chip? But just a relationship, you know, a relationship with others, and you're helping them grow their business, and in turn, they're going to do something nice for you. So when you can find those resources like that, I think it's you know great that we let everybody know that we can because it's you know don't keep the secrets to ourselves. And I love that you're sharing all this with us today. So um, you know, as you've been building with your business, you know, you said for the last three years, you know. Can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you have faced and, you know, either still face or um, that you've overcome? Well, I think one of the best things that happened for me was was meeting you because I I believe that I know and I know we're even not there in my process with you um, and I'm still getting there. But I know for a fact that Henry Ford was on to something. I mean, and McDonald's was on to something. And the key that they had there were clearly defined, completely easily reproducible steps, systems, and processes. And so one of the things I am working really hard to do is achieve that. And I think it's been one of my biggest struggles for my team, for myself, for every single micro part of what we do and produce in the company and pulling that all together in a manual or a handbook or a resource as well as video. I think video is huge. Um, one of the things that I instinctively did well that I would highly recommend to anyone else um, is as you do bring on help, especially uh, if it's someone that is either an intern or a virtual assistant at a really reasonable rate, as you train them, first of all, know that you will need to invest time and it will seem like a little bit more work at first than it is helping because that is a fact, okay? Whether you're trained, interviewing and hiring and training a new employee of the old school traditional way or whether it's a virtual assistant, there is a time investment that is mandatory uh, for this to have success. But as you're going through the process with them, do you think about different learning styles. First of all, I have a tool, a personality tool. Make sure that they're using, there's lots of free resources out there for those. I have a free one. Call me if you want um, or email me or whatever, and I'll share mine with you. But find something so that you get a gauge on where their strengths are going to be, right? And then next, when you train them something, share your screen and show them click by click exactly the process and exactly the end product you want. Then, this is, we haven't finished the process yet, then you have them share their screen and you watch them do one or two of the same tasks so that when the exception to the rule comes up for the process, which there always is one, then they have you there to say, oh, when you run into that, this is what we're thinking instead. And so that that can be uh, identified and they have confidence and they feel comfortable with the pro process because they've done it, the clicking themselves. This is a really key way the majority of humanity learns, okay? Not everyone learns the same. I'm not going to say that, but this is a key. And use otter.ai. They are your friend because that training process can then have a step-by-step -step system. If you um, transcribe the video training into an otter.ai, you can then take from that and edit it down to bullet point steps and the name of the project so then what you're doing is you're beginning to build your training and your processes and your, your manual to your corporation. You know, Even if you're a solopreneur, even if you just are passionate about what you're doing, 
you are you are a corporation and they have handbooks and policies and procedures and processes for a reason uh, so that you don't have to keep repeating that same information. And what I've also learned is I need that for my customers too. We are educating our customers how to best use us because if they don't take the actions that we, we give them and they don't take our advice and they don't apply the knowledge that we're trying to relay to them, then we didn't help them and they're not going to be our best revenue and they're not going to stay our customer anymore. You know, so I need Kathy to push me along and help me figure out how to infuse in my darn system, going through her list so that we can get to the next stage of being the most productive company leader that I can be. Um, because if we can't get them to implement, then, then we have failed on some level, our customers, right? So we have to train them too. So we have to think about that from both our team level, what we do as well. So it's three people we have to deal with this for, our customers, ourselves, and our team as we're training them. Um, so I think, I, I think I talked too much. So I'm going to breathe. Well, I'll, I'll just, um, you know, add to that, which is what I tell people is like when they're hiring somebody, you know, let them, you know, let them, you know, uh, write it down or like you said, use Otter and, you know, talk through it and then you can review it because what we have in our head, we don't always verbalize when we're trying to change, train someone. So we need to know, okay, this is what we do. And then you got to watch them, like you said, or you got to read what they've written or whatever, so that you can say, oh, I forgot to tell you this, or I forgot to tell you that. And it is so important because we keep so much in our head. We need to get all those processes and those things that we do on a daily basis without even thinking, get them documented. That's, that's awesome. So, well, I know we're, you know, running out of time and this is so great. We're going to have to do this again because I know you're all, you know, world of knowledge and, mm -hmm. and, um, but can you tell people how they can find you? And then I know you have a free gift and we'll put it on my website, you know, and they can get it there, but um, tell people how they can find you if they want to contact you. So I'll, I'll make sure that Kathy has my phone number, my email, my website, it's jessicalkoch.com. I'm also reachable on LinkedIn, lots of free trainings on YouTube. And my gift today is um, one of the things that uh, people forget to do and it's a lost art and it is waning. So I am, I am motivated to bring back the art of prospecting and research. You really wanna research, not just, is it the, CFO that you're looking for of an IT company, well, that's all fine and dandy unless that IT company is about to go down the drain because their annual profit level isn't high enough to afford your service anyway. So you need to be thinking about lots of different avenues and uh, information. You should have about 60 points of information for anybody you think should be your client. That's a lot of research and homework to do. I share a free tool that's available and if you don't, can't find it, reach me because I've helped people in six countries find it. So not just in the United States, but free through most libraries. There's three main tools for database systems that will tell you everything from how many employees they have, how much annual revenue they make, whether they're women owned, privately held, public held, um, all kinds of information on them. Um, way more than the 60 points that you need. And most library systems purchase them. So that means you have access to them free for you. However, they're very expensive databases. I don't like to say these are free resources. They're not free. The library systems throughout the world pay lots of money for them. So contact me uh, or Kathy and you'll get my free gift of a video training on how to operate and use one of those 
database systems to find your targeted client. Uh, and if you have trouble, like I said, based on where you are in the world, finding yours, reach me, I will help you. Thank you so much, Jessica. I'm so excited that you were able to share with us today. And I look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. Until next time, be productive, powerful, and profitable.